Welcome to the Spark Report. John W. Davis and Pavi, you're watching us live on YouTube, HMB Media. Pavi, what's going on, my man? How you feeling? I'm chilling, bro. How you feeling? Good. It was nice to be in the convention center to watch the LA Sparks play basketball in person. This was our first game in person since mm -hmm. September of 2019. It was. That is an extremely long time for not only for us, but for them to not have played basketball in L.A. Agreed. Um, they, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but what did you think about the, uh, you know, because obviously they playing in the um, convention yeah. center is not – it's not their, you know, normal um, arena, stable center. What did you think about it? Me personally, I actually kind of like it. I thought that uh, whoever um, did it, did they uh, built it? I thought they, that, that they did a good job building it. Um, I liked it personally. I felt like I walked into the wobble. Yeah, low key. Yeah, That's yeah. what I felt like. NECA said it in her post game that she said it felt a little bubblish, but mm -hmm. I thought it was spacious. I thought that it has room once they can have fans in June and July. It has room for the season ticket holders that will be able to come. And I think it's great that it is in downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. The other benefit about it is they literally got to build this thing from scratch. This is a this is a convention hall, which was totally empty. Nothing was in there that you saw in there on Saturday. So everything is custom and curated, and they had a preseason game. I'm sure they will make improvements, and it will be even better on Friday. Agree, agree, agree. I thoroughly – I remember the first preseason game that I went to that covered the Sparks. It was like a Pasadena high school or like City College. Yes. This is definitely for sure a step up. And, again, I want to give kudos to whoever designed it and curated the space. I think they did a wonderful job with it. Yeah, it's way better than playing at a community college or honestly, it might even be a little better than playing at some, I don't want to say random, but at a various university around here. I mean, this is custom made for basketball and all of the players who played in the Wubble last year, this is going to be similar to that. And it yeah. gives them a home court advantage because this is going to be the most unique essentially stage that anybody's going to play on this season. Everybody else is in a traditional arena from day one. Even if yeah. it's a small gym, they're in traditional arenas. So it's a benefit to LA. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what they do. But 85-85, was that the first time you ever saw a basketball game tie? Uh, you ever seen a tie? I've um, never seen a tie. I don't think I've – yeah, I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. I might have saw one like – yeah, I can't really remember if I've ever seen one. Maybe in high school or something like that, but I don't think I've ever seen a basketball game in on a uh, tie. For good reason, though. Mm -hmm. No, definitely good reason because yeah, two minutes and 49 seconds into the game, Angel McCautry went down. She ended up tearing two portions of her knee, so she's out for the season. It so, was two? I thought it was just her ACL. And a meniscus. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps it was both. It was both. So, yeah, shout out to her. She seems to be in really good spirits. And, you know, she is the type of person who is not going to let this be the last time we see her on the court. Yeah. So and she even alluded to that in her statement. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. So shout out to Angel. Sad to see it happen. But I know that she can come back from something like this because she's come back from something like this before.
and we saw her last year. Last year, she was a key portion to that team. Agreed. If they had an all-star game last season, she would have been on the all-star Agreed. team. Yeah. Yeah. So she was back to that level and probably was going to progress to be an even better player this year than last year. So shout out to her. The aces are interesting. I know this is a spark report and we're definitely going to talk about the sparks, but the aces are interesting because when you looked at their roster in the beginning, you go down at like their top seven. And that was including McCotry. You were like, man, they got to be the championship favorites on paper. I never thought that actually. You didn't think that if I if I say, oh, my team is Chelsea Gray, Kelsey, excuse me, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Raquana Williams. Those are my guards. And then my front court is Angel McCautry, Asia Wilson, Liz Cambage and De'Erica Hamby. You didn't uh, think that was a championship favorite? No, nah, my question for them is, well, OK, one thing I think they had I think they would have to be predicated off defense because I don't like the spacing on the court. Personally, you know hey, how I feel about but Cam Bates had 21 and Wilson had 19. They was eating. Yes, and I have a comment about that, and we can get to the sparks because that was something I noticed. Granted, they were missing like five or six players. We can like we can like get to that and work our way around to it. But um obviously they're playing inside out, but I just think a team that can space the floor and space them out, they might have issues with because even when I look at their roster, I don't outside of Kelsey. I don't really see much shooting. I think Asia's a good Raquana, Raquana Williams. You want to call don't her forget, a shooter? Don't forget about the micro. Did you see what she did in the fourth quarter? Three straight possessions. It was bam, bam, bam. Three I straight plays. I saw it. And like Raquana. She can again, do that every other game. Listen, listen, listen. I've watched she's going to do that once a week. Listen, I've watched Raquana two years in a row. Yes, mm-hmm. when she's on, she's on. But when she's off, she is also off. I don't think they have any outside of Kelsey. I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't see much consistent shooting on the court could be wrong it could not matter but pavy raquana williams shot about 43 to 45 percent last season from the three over all of those games that adds up to consistent shooting just because she makes four or five one day and then misses eight the next like statistically it still adds up she shot 45 percent last year let's see last year look it up look it up it was like 42 it was like she's a She's a career 35. Last year, she right. was 42. The year before, she was 39, 37. Last year she was cashing. And she was really cashing them in before she had that knee injury. Then it was 27, 34, 22, 38, 32. We'll see this season also with fans back in the stands. She was um, three or four. Made we'll three see. straight. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But still, they're going, they're going to have to rely on her. She's going to have to be the first guard off the bench because Kelsey Plum has to go play three on three. Of course. And Kelsey Plum may need to start. Probably. Eventually. Yeah. Hamby will never start, apparently. She doesn't need to. I mean, she's like an incredible six woman. Man, I would love, I would love to see their starting lineup be Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Angel or Angel's going, excuse me. Dierica Hamby, really Asia Wilson, and Liz Cambage. Now look, it now look Dierica Hamby can shoot and Plum can shoot. Plum can shoot, yes. Plum is a willing shooter. Plum yeah, get the I ball mean, to yeah, shoot. I mean, yeah, yeah, Plum, like, and Re- Plum and Raquana are kind of the same. They get the ball, they shoot. I trust Kelsey's three-pointer more than I trust Raquana's personally. Personally, I think I personally. Look but at yes, the percentages, the, though. I feel you. I understand that. But I think I trust Kelsey's three-pointer more than I trust Raquana's three-pointer. That's just okay. my personal opinion. But okay. but 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 with Vegas, when you I think they do pose 
um, a interest. They pose matchup problems for everybody. I do think that, and I think defensively, they can obviously be a great defensive ball club as well. Mm-hmm. Because their height is unmatched. Yeah, you just like you get down there and you got trees down there. It's like you probably right. can't even see the rim. Their so height is they, unmatched because not only is it Cambage, but then it's Wilson too. If it was exactly. one, okay, then it would be closer to the Phoenix yeah, Mercury. But it's two. But it's two. But it's and two. Brianna Turner on Phoenix, her size is nothing in comparison to Asia Wilson. Asia and Wilson's a tree. That and that and Asia is mobile. Mm-hmm. Like. If she gets stuck out on the um, perimeter, I'm not worried about her guarding anybody. Asia is very, very mobile. So I'm gonna I'm gonna need her to start pulling from three, though. I'm gonna need right. her to start camping a little bit and start pulling from three because she can do it. I think that it would help again. I think it would help the spacing of their offense, but I think that probably what Bill sees when he's when he when he sees that team is she's very efficient from the mid-range. Also, I he think is. Bill and Beer is kind of like a more old school style of coach as well. Um, and I think that she, he thinks he probably values her 55% from two, 55, mm-hmm. 60, 60% from two mm-hmm. over what he would value her 34, 35% from three. But I do agree. I would love to see her stretch her game out because I do agree. She can knock down a three, especially from the corners. And the inverse for Cam Beige. I would like to see Cam Beige get out there and shoot some threes too, because they have to play together. Like, yeah, you can try to break them up for most of the game, but the beginning of the game, the end of the game, they're going to be out there together. And Liz Cambage is, she's too tall to not have her shoot three to four to five foot shots. I mean, she should make 75% of her shots within five feet. Like, they're just bunnies. And you know how I feel about taller WMA players. If you're like six, seven, you're forward height. It's probably going to be actually easier for you to shoot and it probably is for a lot of guards to shoot. I saw a preseason shot from Asia Wilson in that first game when they did the scrimmage against the Sparks. Not the one that we saw, but that one. Her stroke looked better than 90% of the league. Yeah, of course. Just off rip because she's 6'4", 6'5". 6'4". She can actually. Right. And it, it, was no, it was no hitch in it like you may see from some other players like Chelsea Gray, how she kind of has that. Yeah, that, that hitch, like yeah, push, yeah. Mm-hmm. that push shot, that hitch, or even that was one thing I noticed about Stephanie Watts. I noticed that she kind of had a little hitch yeah, in her shot hitch. too. Yeah. And so, you know, those are the types of things that you notice when you're sitting there watching the game and where we get to watch from this year, we're not watching from behind the basket. We have an even better perspective from the sideline, pretty much close to, as close as we want to be to half court as yeah. possible. Yeah. And so I think that's going to change our perspective on the game as well. Yeah, I noticed so much from that one um, preseason. I think I noticed so much from that one preseason game. Um, but from that angle too. Exactly. Because it's like, See, the backboard angle, even though I'm thoroughly appreciative of the season, thoroughly appreciative to be able to get to go to games, the behind the backboard angle, literally one side of the court is being cut off. Mm-hmm. So there's certain spots on the court where you can't even see what's developing. Where right. where where we were sitting, it doesn't matter what side the sparks are on or what side the other team is on. We can see everything. Mm-hmm. And it's a little the little, little small nuance, the super super small nuances of the game when you're that close and from that angle. I think that you just mentioned that that we can see that I think would even help that that would definitely help us out covering the game and reporting on the game and reporting it back to you guys. Most definitely, most definitely. So the L.A. Sparks training camp is officially over. Derek Fisher told us that today on Tuesday. 
that training camp is over and now Wednesday is decision day and everything has to be turned in and finalized by Thursday. That is the deadline with the league to have your 12 roster in. So decision day is here. Might be some people towards the end of that roster that might need to start packing now. They may get to stay, but if I was them, I'd get a jump on packing. I'm going to tell you who just from, in my personal opinion, uh, when I watched the game, I assumed Stephanie wasn't going to be on the team. No shade to Stephanie, but I just don't think she showed much in my personal opinion. Jasmine Walker, she on the team. Yeah, Jasmine Walker's getting playing time. Jasmine Walker, I have a wild proclamation, but Jasmine Walker might be the second best player on this team by season ends. I thought you was going to say Jasmine Walker was going to be the leading scorer on the team. No, 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 no. The thing about Jasmine is even when uh, Fish talked about her is, yes, she did look incredible from three. Like, it was amazing. First of Mm -hmm. all, her stroke, beautiful. Right. Her shot, beautiful. That's one thing I know is even on even on draft day. When they drafted, mm-hmm. I saw her shoot the ball. I was like, that's a good pick. Her stroke is beautiful, <laughs> but she can play the three to the five. So even when yes. when when even 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 when well, up, I, I, uh, she can she know can, about the three because I, I still need I still need to see the handles. I haven't seen that. That's the yeah, that's the yes 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 that's the that's the only thing I didn't see her dribble and shoot I didn't see her dribble much at all but I think defensively I think that she can stick with yes. any wing in the league and yes. I think that if you like want to go for some reason go like a really big lineup I think she can play the three I yes. think she's probably best served at the four currently from what I've seen but I think she can play the three and I mean she can what rebound I think she had also ten rebounds in that game if I'm not mistaken she had nine well. she had nine yeah she had nine she ended up with twenty three points nine rebounds seven of eleven from three so it's not just like she just shot the ball she also provided defensive rebounding for this team as well so I mm-hmm. honestly think Jasmine Walker could arguably be the be the second best player on this team by season end and mm. I love what NECA said about her a lot the fact that she went and studied her teammates beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that just shows, okay, I'm, 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 I'm coming in to work. The only problem with Jasmine Walker being the second best player on the team is that would make a lot of the lineup shorter because then that would be her and NECA out there a lot more together. And I don't think, I, I just, I know we didn't get to see it with Amanda Zowie B or even with Janae, but I think the Sparks will benefit, especially from Zowie B. They will benefit from the 6'5 height of Zowie B on the floor next to NECA because asking NECA to do everything inside against Liz Cambage the whole game, you can't do that. That was one concern I had watching the team. And I tweeted it out and um, somebody texted me like, oh, Janae isn't playing and Zowie B isn't playing. I'm like, I understand that. But even from from, I don't think that um, Shanae is a rim protector. Personally, I think that she is energy. I think that she can rebound. I don't necessarily think of her as a rim protector. So no, I she's think, not a rim protector. I think she's a defender. Yeah, but she's but a voracious is, defender. You know what I'm saying? Is I think Zowie B, to your point, is very very important for the team. That's why I said she needs to be one of the best help defenders in the league because asking Neca who's still 6'2", not great. They're not going to play Liz Cambage and Asia Wilson every night. So 
Right. Even even like just yeah. looking at it, it's like you're yeah. playing Liz. You're not gonna play them every night, but if you're trying to get to where you want to go, you're gonna you might have to run up against a John Quill Jones. You might have to run up against a Liz Cambage. Those are yeah. the people who you're gonna be facing when you when you get about to that about, a, about a th- a quarter to a third of the league have a significant height advantage over them. Exactly. John Quill Jones, Liz Cambage, Brittany Griner, and I guess you could say. Tierra McCowan on the fever, but they can overcome that because it's the fever. Yeah. But those are three teams. I feel you. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. I see what the fever are trying to do, but they have to show us that they can do it. Yes. They got to have the people who can stretch the floor and shoot three. And last season was not their best showing. And so they drafted Kaiser. Who could shoot the three? They got Mitchell who could shoot the three. Hopefully Lauren Cox can step out and shoot. So, like, they're trying. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, they're just – so, yes, most of the teams don't have that height. But the teams I named, those are teams that you can pencil into the playoffs. Those are playoff caliber, if not – championship competing level teams because if the mercury get it together the mercury ran out skyler diana kia nurse Brittany griner and brianna turner and brianna turner come on now they got oh 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 and the six one bria hartley so they got a squad now yeah yeah it's crazy yeah they got a squad now now it's six people and then you know they got a you know, it's maybe six people and one basketball. So that's a little bit of thing that you got to figure out. But they Look, do have but everybody ball. doesn't play every game for various reasons, whether it's, you know, overseas duties or, you know, Olympic team or whatever. But yeah. they all I'm saying is they got a squad and they got height. Now, same thing, same thing with the Sun. They got John Quill Jones and yeah, they don't have Alyssa Thomas, but they got height. John right Quill Jones is enough. I, I remember John Quill and Jones. And Brianna Jones is Brianna Jones is huge too. I it's remember a big when John Quill Jones came to L- multiple times and was Swishing a part of the reason they no was a part of the reason they got out rebounded forty five to twenty seven, which oh, should man, never happen. Yeah, which should never happen. But yes, I do think interior defense could possibly be a problem for the Sparks, but I think they can overcome that with their perimeter defense. I think that the Sparks can still be a. Did you have a? a oh no no no! I'm listening to you. Yeah. I, I still think the Sparks can be a really, really top-tier defensive team because I think that the ball pressure that their guards and wings can apply to other teams' guards can even make um, the bigs have to get the ball in places they aren't comfortable with getting the ball at because we just apply so much pressure to the guards coming up the court. All right. First of all, shout-out to Coach T. We appreciate you. But this is my thing, and it it is looking like – NECA is going to step into the role that Candace Parker played last year. It's looking like NECA will be in those positions, but I think for NECA to be effective, she must have the six, five Zowie B. She must have the sometimes six, four, depending on the day, Chinea Gumake. You know, she needs that height next to her or even the six, four Maria Vadiva when she comes, like she needs that height next to her to, just give her that. Yeah. Because like, that's why Candace was so great last year. Not only because of the things they asked her to do in the position they put her in, but she's a long six, four. Yeah. She's not a short six, four. 
And NECA is a long 6'2, but she's 6'2. Six 6'2. Two. Six two. She's never gonna be not she's never going to be taller than 6'2. Like it was times last week when I'm like, yo, you just need some help. Like you already turned them, but right. you need some But the help literally help didn't play. Up. But the exactly, help that, exactly, the good exactly. thing for the Sparks is the help didn't play. Listen, who didn't play? Zowie B didn't play. Chrissy Tolliver didn't play. Shanae Gumake didn't play. Simone Augustus didn't play. Arilla Garantes didn't play. Maria Vadiva didn't play. Pretty much everybody I named will most likely be on this final roster of the 12. Half the team that's going to be on the roster didn't even play. Yeah. At least five of them, if not six. And they Which still tied 85-85. Which is why I didn't want to overreact too much to like the interior defense because like I said, they're not going to oh, play I had, this I had no reaction to it other than she needs somebody else tall, taller than her playing with her. I had a I had a reaction to it, but again, like I said, they have Zowie B, who's six five, and I think that she. Uh, but I think I said this like uh, two months ago. I mm-hmm. think she'll be one of the most important pieces for this team defensively because of her height. And also remember that was Neca's first game playing. She didn't play in the scrimmage. Yeah, that was her first time playing. So, you know, the fact that Chrissy Tolliver hasn't played at all during the preseason. Simone Augustus hasn't played at all during the preseason. I think Cheney played once. Zowie B played once. Neca played once. Like, I think they did well to survive training camp with essentially no injuries. Yeah. And the Sparks had a full training camp pretty much the whole time. Yes, Vadiva wasn't here. And yes, Arilla didn't come over. But they had a legit 14 people in camp the whole time that had a chance to make this roster. It wasn't like some of those other teams that have 20 people in camp and then people are there for two or three days and then they get cut because they're waiting on people to come from overseas. Yeah. Like, it's cool if you invite me to a WNBA camp and I just get to be there for a couple of days, I'll take that opportunity, but that's not helping your team be better. Yeah. Because, I mean, what chance do they really have? Make does the 18th person on the roster really have to make a 12-person roster or even make an 11-person roster on some of these teams. Everybody that you saw. And one of these teams is going to be a 10-person roster, essentially, because the Connecticut Sun have to pay Thomas. Yeah, who's not playing this year. Everybody that you saw on the court outside of at least that that I saw in in the game that I was at on the court outside of Stephanie, I'm like, hmm, there is a legitimate reason for you to make this team. Nina Coffey, she balled out. Bria Holmes, she balled out. Christine, we always saw what Christine can bring to this team from what she did last year. Right. Everybody that was there had a legitimate chance to make this team. And I think Fish has some really, mm-hmm. really, really, really tough decisions. If I could ask you, who do you think – I'm pretty sure we know who, like, the first eight is. But what do you think the final 12-woman roster should be? Well, before I talk about the final four, I think you do have to establish the first eight. And so if I go to – you know, shout out to her hoop stats. I think the first five, obviously, are the protected veteran contracts. The highest paid players on the team are NECA and Christy Tolliver. They're on the team. Erica Wheeler, she's on the team. Amanda Zowie B, she's on the team. And Chenea Gumake. All five of them have protected contracts. They're on the team. It makes no sense to cut them because you literally would be cutting them and they still would be getting this money. So they are on the team. Six, Brittany Sykes. No, she doesn't have a protected contract, but she's on the team. She's a starter. So 
I just mentioned five people right there who have protected contracts, but Brittany Sykes is going to start over one of them. Okay, so that's six. Jasmine Walker has elevated herself to my seventh person. She on that team. She is my seventh person now because of the way she showed out. And she is a shooter. What do we always talk about? Or what do I always talk about? I want three-point shots and layups. What did Jasmine Walker do? Jasmine Walker took 13 shots, 11 of them were threes. Is that going to happen every game? No, because, I mean, teams are probably going to start closing out a little bit more. But So she's seven. My eighth player on my team is Sydney Weiss. Sydney Weiss is on my team. I like her contract for the next two years. It is very affordable at eighty thousand in twenty twenty one and eighty two thousand in twenty twenty two. That was one thing that Fisher talked about today. Is you have to put these rosters in mind, not for this year, but for the next year and the next year after that. And when you're putting together rosters like this. You have to have some of these contracts that are slotting in that are making making it easier to carry some of the people at the top, some of those higher salaries, those protected salaries. So I'm at eight, right? So now, not saying that she's fringe, but my ninth person would be Taya Cooper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm at nine, right? Yep. My 10th person would be Simone Augustus because I don't think there's a situation. I don't think there's any way that she's not on the team because Simone Augustus literally didn't play in either one of them games. And she definitely didn't play in the official preseason game. You're not telling me that you're going to let Simone Augustus come here. And then she doesn't even get a chance to play in the preseason. If her position was really up in the air. Mm-hmm. So that's 10. I'll tell you who my last two are. Okay, go ahead. After what I saw and um, just from what, even when I asked Fish about the balance on the roster and then even from, you know. So uh, you agree on the first 10 with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's hear yeah, your last yeah. two. I might have a different last two than you. I'm going to go Nina and Bria Holmes. Nia Coffey and yes. Bria Holmes? Yes, Nia Coffey and Bria Holmes. I think that they, I think that they showed the most. Um, and I think it fits along the lines of what Fish wants to do. He okay. wants to be versatile. He wants to have players that can play multiple positions. I'm going those two. See, I feel you, but no, because if you put Maria Vadiva on your team and you put Arilla Garantes on your team, you control their rights at a lower salary for the next year. Oh, that's, that's fair. Because Vadiva, you'll get her for two more years, basically at this bare minimum. Oh, wait, you, oh, wait, real quick. Real you're going to control Arilla Garantes' contract for four years on a rookie scale. And she was wait. a second-round pick. Wait, my bad. You didn't say Maria in the first 10? Nope. Oh, yeah, well, I, well, obviously, my bad. Maria on the team. So that's 11. So that's 11. So now, so now it comes down to this. So this is the question. So if that is the 11, for your 12th person, you have to decide whether you want Nia Coffey, Bria Holmes, Arilla Garantes, or... Christina Nigway. Those are your options for your 12th person. How old is Arilla? I believe she's 24. 23 or 24. You get to control her contract for four years. Yeah, she rookie, scale, rookie scale. Yeah, see, because yeah. this is the thing. 
Bria Holmes and Coffee, they are so much of vets that right now they are on the vet minimum in this league. If you are a veteran, your minimum contract has to be $70,000. And if either one of them play better, you would think that they would be worth more money next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. won't, Arilla's contract won't be as high as theirs until her fourth year. You're right. So you're right. You're right. You're if right. I'm filling out this roster, you're right. And I, I wish there was a way for Nia Coffey or Bria Holmes to make this roster, especially Nia Coffey. I think she did everything they asked her everything to do. Everything correctly. Everything they asked her to do. She started at the four. She even played the four, kind of how we had Simone Augustus playing small ball four last year. Except Nia Coffey's slightly bigger. When Nia yeah. Coffey stands next to Bria Holmes, they look the same height. Bria Holmes is listed at 6'3". Coffee is listed at 6'1". This is the only thing. And so I got this nugget from Derek Fisher as well. So to make sure that you control the rights to Maria Vidiva, and if you want her to play at any time this season, she must be one of the 12 on the opening day roster. Okay? Even though they're not expecting her to play until after the Olympic break, she has to be on the roster and maybe there's a possibility she can come a little bit before that, but she has to be on the roster because Maria Vadiva is technically not playing in the Olympics. So there might be a way you might be able to get her a game or two before, but probably not, but she has to be on the roster. So at that point, you, you kind of just stuck. Nah, you're right. I mean, I mean, for one, because 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 if you say Simone Augustus is a guaranteed on there, that's their spot. Keeping it real with you, that's coffee or home spot is Augustus, because they all go make the same amount of money. But if you have to choose between Simone Augustus or Nia Coffee or Bria Holmes, you gotta go with Simone Augustus. It just makes too much sense not to. You got somebody who can translate the message between coaches to players. Yes, Christy Tolliver can do that, but Christy Tolliver is going to be on the court a lot. You got somebody, Simone Augustus, who will be on the bench more than she will be on the court, if I'm being honest. And so she can be translating it that way. So you got somebody who's going to be on the floor, Christy Tolliver. You got somebody who's going to be on the bench, Simone Augustus. So this is the other thing. So. The other benefit to all of this is you will have this opening 12, but there will come a time in June where they will have a certain amount of money where they'll be able to afford to bring somebody in for seven days to 10 days. That could be an opportunity for Coffee or Holmes or even Enigwe, whoever they need as a practice player or whoever they need on the roster right then for a game or two to come in and hit the ground running and contribute immediately because I think they're going to need to play deep onto the bench, especially if you start with Maria Vidiva, you're already starting at 11. Even though you technically have a roster of 12, you're starting with an active 11. And so they're going to need to go deep on the roster because I asked Shanae Gumake, how's your fitness level? She was honest with me. She said, I don't know. I might be huffing and puffing that first game, but you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get better and I'm going to compete and I will eventually get there. But in the beginning, if they play the pace that they want to play, 
Erica Wheeler pushing the ball, Tay Cooper pushing the ball, Chrissy Tolliver pushing the ball. They're going to need some rotation there because you're going to, if you got your guards pushing the ball, you're asking your wings to run, Brittany Sykes. And yeah, Brittany Sykes can play a lot of minutes, but do you really want her playing 35 minutes the first game or two? No, not if you can help it. Do you want Neka Agumake playing 35 minutes the first game or two? No, not if you can help it. So that means all the way down, you're going to need a lot of minutes inside from Walker. You're going to need minutes from Zowie B. You're going to need minutes from Chanae. Like it's going to be an opportunity for everybody to play. I even need minutes from Simone Augustus. Like first game. Like I can't have 10 active. I need everybody to play first game if I'm rolling with 12, essentially 11. Yeah, I mean, number one, like uh, like you said, people's fitness levels obviously are isn't there. And then also you, you need to preserve people. Like, it's a very long season. You need to preserve people. Um, you mm-hmm. saw what happened last year in the bubble in which you had so many injuries. Um, right. Also, I don't want to say you have a old team, but you have a older team. Like, Christy doesn't need to play, be playing 32 minutes. I think NECA is, what, 29, 30 years old? She doesn't need to be playing. these. NECA is 30. People- 30. You have people whose minutes you need to watch because they have played a lot of basketball. And also, it's just not that serious yet. Let's ease into the season. Let's mm-hmm. give everybody a chance because, like you always say, you never know who you might need down the road. You don't want to stick somebody in there game 24 and they don't know what to do because they ain't played all season. Right. Yeah, there's no point of that. Also, if I'm being honest, I know that Arilla Garantes, I asked Fisher about this, I know that Arilla Garantes has been playing this week but she practiced Monday and Tuesday. There's a possibility, even if she's on this roster of 12, she may not really play in the first game. And if she does play, you can't expect her to play major, major minutes. I also think that everybody on this roster should play. Because so you so you kind of like 10 and a half players. I also think that everybody on this on this roster should, should play a um, – should play a – substantial not substantial but a quality role on this team because again like i said you need to see what you got and these are the players that fish has picked so everybody mm-hmm. who who is on this team i assume he knows what their skill set is and he brought them here so i'm assuming mm-hmm. if you did that then that means that you uh are satisfied with what they bring to your system so they should be able to contribute because you brought them here so right. it shouldn't be nobody that you see at the end of the mission you like well they dead because they don't fit the system no everybody should fit the system this is how in. this is how you know there's enough playing time for 11 right now because Bria Holmes played 18 minutes, Stephanie Watts played 15, Christina Nigway played 15, and Nia Coffey played 21. And there's a possibility that that none of them will make the final roster. Yeah. And definitely not all of them. So that's minutes for Tolliver, Cheney, Zowie B, Augustus. And Garantes. And Garantes. There's minutes for all of them. So everybody's got to be ready to play, especially against a young team like Dallas. Now, I know Dallas won't have everybody right then. They won't have Satu Sabali at the beginning of the season. And I don't think Awak Kouye has come over yet. So they won't have everybody they want. But if I tell I you one thing. I do want to ask you a question, though. Yes, they played a Dallas Wings game one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, looking at last season, 
I think we all expect Dallas to be better, but we don't look at Dallas as one of those teams that would be there in the end. Um, right. If you're the Sparks and you've heard the talk about you all, you know, all season losing Candace, losing uh, Chelsea, mm-hmm. who do you have coming up after that? You have the Aces and then you have back-to-back games against the Sky. Do you think that the Sparks should be looking to send an early message out to the league? I personally think yes. I think they need to be sending an early message to themselves. That too. Not necessarily to the league, but I think the Sparks, even the fact that they will have 11 out of 12 active, they will be deeper than most teams at the beginning of this season. Just off the strength of having that many players here who have been here for the whole training camp. A lot of these teams are bringing people over or they're letting people go somewhere else and do things they have to do for their national teams. So in every game, they will have more active players at the beginning of this season. They have to use that to their advantage. That's what I'm saying. If this pace is going to be this pace and they're going to shoot all of these three pointers and they're going to run and they're going to defend, like they're going to tire some teams out, especially the beginning of the season. So, there's a possibility the first four games, I don't see why they shouldn't win three of them. I agree. I think they should start off 4-0, personally. And you said one of those games will be against the Aces again. I think they so, should start off 4-0, personally. Like, again, when I, when I, when I look at so you think So you think they should beat Dallas the first game, beat the Aces the second game, and beat the Sky twice in Chicago? I mean, obviously, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe. They not gonna win. They not gonna win. Look, three maybe, straight road games, but maybe, maybe you drop a game to the to the Sky in Chicago just because it's very hard to beat a team back to back nights, personally. But when I look at this roster, I just think that this roster can really shock some people. I really like what I saw. I think that their defense will probably be ahead of their offense to start. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing because I mm-hmm. think they had the potential to be one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the league. The, my only question is their interior defense, but I only have that question because of what I saw. Yeah, we um, haven't seen it. Exactly. And I think their perimeter defense should be one of the best perimeter defensive teams in the league. Just when I look at the pieces they have, they can mm-hmm. defend. Erica can mm-hmm. defend. Brittany can hog people. Taya can as well. Um, right. I think that they can be one of the best perimeter defensive teams in the league. For sure. And they're the type of team, like, if somebody is not playing, that's not their night. They're not motivated. Next. Next. You literally just go to the next person. Like He said that as well, though. He you said literally that. go to the next person and say, if you're not going to do one thing, dang for sure, you're going to play defense. Like, so everybody on this team is going to have to compete on defense or – you can just sit on the bench. Because everybody can score. On this team, I don't think putting up points will be an issue for them. No. Everybody can score. No, because they all have layup packages. They all can make layups, okay? And the majority of them all can shoot. I mean, Christina Nigwe was the only one who didn't attempt a three-point in the preseason game. I mean, when I when I when I look at this roster, I think everybody who will be on the team, outside mm-hmm. of maybe like, no, nah, they all they all better shoot threes. Arella, no, no, I was yeah yeah Arella. I think everybody could average like 12, 13 points. Oh, you're saying 
in the right situation, they all yeah. could average that much. Yeah, I think everybody averaged 12, 13 points. So scoring, but but like, not but not in this situation because I mean they, they only have enough. Yeah, I mean I mean obviously that. in this situation no, but I'm saying like as far as I'm 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 saying that to say scoring mm-hmm. points should not be an issue because I think everybody on this roster, if given the right situation, could score 12 to 13 points. Last year, I don't think that was the case. I think you have players that probably physically couldn't score 12 to 13 points. This yes. year, when I when I look at this roster, I don't think there's anybody like that. Yes. Everybody on this roster has some level of offensive aggression to their game, whether yeah. it's the willingness to just keep shooting threes that Zowie B and Walker have, or Simone Augustus, she ain't afraid to shoot. Chrissy Tolliver, she's not afraid to shoot. So, yeah, no, you're right. Like, obviously, we know Sydney Weiss will pull it. Yeah. She gets the ball is open, she will shoot. Yeah. And now, that's the thing. They, so that's the other thing, too, is like Derek Fisher is saying, like, yes, I want them to shoot. And earlier on in training camp, he's like, you know, you know, I want it to sometimes be a shot taken in the first seven, eight seconds. But then on the other side, he'll say, but, you know, they have to show me yeah, and earn, earn the right to shoot three, which yeah. I mean, he kind of contradicted himself a little bit. He's like, well, either you want me to shoot the three, but how do I show you I've earned the right to shoot three? You I either shoot it or I don't. Right shot, like just you, like if it's open, shoot the ball. I, okay. I think, so if it's open, shoot the ball, but don't force it. Yeah, like I think personally, not granted. I don't. I can't unless unless you're Chrissy Tolliver with the step back package. Yeah, like yeah, like I can't speak for him, but I think what he was saying is like, like take the right shots, play the right way, and take the right mm-hmm. shots. Don't go out there trying to you know play hero ball. Just okay. take the right shots. Move the ball, get everybody involved, make sure everybody touches it. And if you have a shot that's open within the first seven seconds, shoot it. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. I think, but also, I think earning the right to shoot also depends on the defense you play. I think if you defend, then I don't have an issue. Even if if you defend at a high level, and even you maybe take a shot that maybe you shouldn't take, but you defending at like a high level, I may not have as much of an issue with that because of what you're giving me on the other end. You've earned the right to shoot that shot because you're working that hard on that end. Okay. okay. I can't I can't speak for him, but I think a combination of those two things is what he means. Like, don't just go out there and take 10 3. Like, what are you doing? But like yeah, when but like when the, the only person threes, on this team that needs to be taking 10 threes is Jasmine Walker. No, but no, 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 but even <laughs> no, but no, but even with the threes that she took. She yes. was hustling on the other end. She was rebounding yes. the ball. And I didn't see her take any bad shots. Yes, right. No, you're right. Okay, now, I, I understand actually, what you're saying. She, actually, she earned the right to take those actually, things. Yes, actually, right. actually, even with Jasmine, she should have shot more. It was times when she made back-to-back. I'm like, heat check it. You just mm-hmm. made three? Shoot nah. more. Nah, bro. She can't take, like, 20 shots a game. I mean, obviously she can't, but there were certain times in that game, like maybe like a shot or two in which she got the ball. But to me, that shows patience. Like, I'm on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, you know what? No, let me do that. If she would have shot that ball in some of those scenarios, I wouldn't have had an issue with it. But this brings up a point that Brittany Sykes made. She said that, you know, the way she likes to play defense is analytical. And she wants to know where you want the ball. And so she will make it hard for you to not get the ball there and force you to places where you don't want to shoot. That's something that could easily happen to Jasmine Walker because you saw where she liked to shoot those threes from. Yeah. So you got to be able to adapt because if we know where she likes to shoot threes from, the other teams will know where she likes to shoot threes from too. You know, we're not 
you know, some secret society where only we know what the Sparks do. I feel like a lot of that was off pick and pop. Um, and then also that's why, like, we both said, I haven't seen her dribble and shoot. Like, I do need to see what she looks like when she puts the ball on the floor. But I do think a lot of that was off pick and pop, which I think can consistently be successful, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, because a lot of that you would have to switch if you go, like, underneath. And then she's a good – she has a very quick release. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly think some of the times she got those shots off because she just shot the ball so fast. She got it, didn't hesitate, and got it up. So I think some of those looks, especially when you think about the guards that they have that can put pressure on the um defense and suck people in, I think she can get a lot of those looks consistently throughout the season. Here's my question for you. Who do you think will be the starting five? Because Dave Fisher has not tipped his hand because he has not played anything close to what will be the starting five in preseason, whether it's a scrimmage or the official game. I think the uh, starting five will probably end up being – um. Like I've said before, okay, wait, do you want it to be, do you want me to say what I think it should be or what I think it will be? Because what I think it should be and will be is two different concepts. I want both answers. What I think it should be is um, Erica Wheeler, Chrissy Tolliver, Brittany Sykes, NECA, and Zowie. That's what I think it should be. What I think it will be will be Erica, Chrissy Tolliver, Brittany, Shanae, and NECA. Okay. I think it will be what you said it will be. And I also think that's what it should be. That's fair. Because I think that Shanae needs to start. Because especially if she says she's working herself back into game shape fitness, she might only be out there for three, four minutes. That's fair. And then is Zowie B right there. But just in the beginning of the game, just to get those juices flowing, and then also that way, Zowie B allows you a change of pace. You bring in Chanae, that's not a change of pace from Zowie B. If you understand what I'm saying, you don't you I don't change you. you don't change the game defensively by putting Chanae Agumake in after Zowie B is in. Zowie B is the one who you said is the only one who is the shot blocker, is the only one that is the true interior paint defender with size and height. So she's the only one that can be the switcheroo. It's like it's like when you got lefties batting, or it's like when you got a lefty pitching, you you have a lefty pinch hit. Like she's the only pinch hitter off the bench, defensively inside. Everybody else is just basketball players. I feel you. I'm just a component of having space on the court personally, but I think I think I think you will be pleasantly surprised with the space that Janae Gumake is going to provide on the court. We'll see. We haven't seen it. But I'm taking her at her word that, and I'm taking Derek Fisher at his word that between the two of them, Janae Gumake has been challenged to shoot three threes a game. So if she's going to be out there and she's actually going to be willing to, to pull it, I think you'll get the spacing you want. And even if she makes one out of those, those three a game, that's enough to start. No, it's fair. If she can make a three a game, two threes a game, it's beautiful. It's incredible. Now you saw Neca was pulling from three. Yeah, I thought she. How many? How many did she? I don't have the stats right in front of me. How many did she shoot in that day? That day. She took three. Okay, that's fair. That's enough. She took three. That's enough. But, but the position where I would see her more on the court would be more where Nia Coffee was positionally, and Nia Coffee took 
six. I don't know if we want to take it six, but we. I, I don't. I don't know if we want to take it six. Look, all right. This may be unrealistic, but the team took thirty-one threes. I think thirty-one threes as a team is realistic. That's solid. That's and solid. so I'm going to do some quick maths, and I'm going to try to get to thirty. Essentially, I want Brittany Sykes taking about three of them. I want NECA taking five of them. You want NECA taking most of them? You heard me. Yes. I want NECA taking five of them. I want Zowie B taking five of them. That's 13 already in my starting line or your starting lineup. I want Chrissy Tolliver taking five of them. That's what, 18. I want Erica Wheeler taking four of them. That's 22. And then the bench, between whoever's on the bench, I want them taking like 10. I probably would have raised Christie's and Brittany's a little bit, but I don't – and maybe Zowie, depending on her minutes. Now, it depends on the game. Like, there's going to be some games where Zowie take 10. Yeah. And she makes six of them, and we're just sitting there like, wow, she shot 60% for three. Yeah. But again, so. but again, but 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 again, that's that's also why I want her to start. I'm just a component of the space on the court and also of the initial rim protection that she can add while starting. And I think Neca um, coming off the bench, not Neca, Shanae coming off the bench is actually almost unfair because I think she'll be better than most of any centers that she might line up with off the bench. And I think her energy will be too much. For a lot of the centers that will be coming off the bench. So I why well, I personally would just go with I, it like that. I agree with you, but I'm just going off of what I saw. Now, again, I'm pretty sure they're both gonna start. I told you what I think the starting lineup will be and what well, it should be. Regardless of what it is or what it should be, there will be an opportunity for both of them to start at some point in this There'll season. There'll be changes. There'll be at changes. At some point in this season, they'll probably start together. Yeah. At some point in the season, NECA might not even play a game. Yeah. And, again, they'll be saying obviously, I don't think, you know. At uh, some point in this season, Chrissy Tolliver might not play a game. Yeah, like, I don't think these people are going to go out there and play the full season. So, I'm sure there will be different lineup combinations, and we'll see. And these lineups will have a chance to prove if this should be the starting lineup. So, we'll see. Um, but you know, what else, you know what else could be an interesting lineup? An interesting lineup could also be. Chrissy Tolliver, Brittany Sykes, Sydney Weiss, NECA, and Zowie B. I like that lineup. Now that's a lineup that's gonna pull it. I like that lineup a lot. And that again, gets that gets Brittany Sykes in the backcourt. Because that's the only thing is I know she's 5'9 and I know she's got this large wingspan and she can play the wing. She's a backcourt player. But I would love to see her in the backcourt because she's guarding the backcourt. Yeah. When they play Dallas, she's going to be guarding Enrique. She's not going to be guarding the wing. Yeah. I think she's a guard that can play the yes. wing. But I, really think I mean, but they basically play in three-guard line. So, I mean, exactly. it is what it is. But, again, also, this is why I want to commend and why I've said it since, I don't know, like February about the balance on this roster. I think it's a mm-hmm. very balanced team. They have so many lineup combinations, and that's why I also mm-hmm. think that they will shock a lot of people this season because I think this is the best constructive roster that I have seen in my time covering the Sparks. And let me tell you this, Pav, before we start to wrap up. So as good as we've seen Jasmine Walker to be, 
there are plenty of people before this draft that would have told us that Arilla Gerantes was significantly better than Jasmine Walker. If somehow that is possible on this team, there is no way they're not making playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. I personally- there, is, there is no there is no way they're not making the playoffs if there is some way for Arilla Garantes to be better than Jasmine Walker. I think that regardless outside, I, I, I think we need to stop talking about just making the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, I'll be disappointed in this team. That's a failure. Well, I'm just talking about what the what the people were saying, how, how oh, because Candace Parker was gone and Chelsea Gray was gone and Raquan Williams was gone, that the Sparks was going to be the worst team. They was going to be the 13th best team in the 12-team league. Yeah, yeah, That's how I people mean, was talking. Yeah, they were going to be the 13th best team in the 12-team league. That's not even possible. Yes, but I think that the star power of those two um, overshadows what they actually had on the roster. I think the star power of those two and people's dislike for fish for no reason, well, for things that have nothing to do with basketball, mm-hmm. overpowers um, their actual looking at this roster. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, it's a failure. You Mecca have a, is a top 10 player in this league. Listen, you have a former MVP on this team. Right. You have Christy Tolliver on this top team. Top 25 player. You have Erica Willer, who was an all-star last time. They had an all-star game all-star on this MVP. team. You have... Shanae, who is now back, who was an all-star as well. Yes, more than once. If, if you don't make the playoffs, that is a failure. I think we need to start talking about can they get to the second round? Can they get to the finals? That's what I want to start talking about for this team. The playoffs, they this borderline. They better make the playoffs. This is the thing about this team. The way it is currently constructed, and especially if they go ahead and figure out the Gabby Williams. Shout out to Gabby Williams, new member yeah, of the Sparks. Like yeah. If they figure out the extension for her, this team is pretty much set for two years. NECA's under a two-year contract. Chrissy Tyler's under a two-year contract. Wheeler's under a two-year contract. Zowie B's under two-year. Chanae's under two-year. Sykes is under two-year. Weiss is under two-year. Walker, they got it for four years. Garantes, they got it for four years. Tay Cooper, they got it for a couple more years. Vadiva got it for a couple more years. Like this team, if they are successful in 2021, they can just carry that to 2022 synergy wise. And there will be essentially no disruption. They could literally bring back 11 of 12 players that played in 2021. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could bring back 12 or 12. Yeah, they probably yeah, won't do that. Yeah, Nobody yeah. ever brings back the same exact same roster. roster. But, like, they could yeah. if they wanted to. But there's no reason that if this team is successful in 2021 that they don't have 10 or 11 of the same players and bring back that synergy. And if they play at the pace they want to play at, everybody will get to play. And people will, you know, they'll manage where people take rest games and stuff like that, load management people will get opportunities. Sounds like practice is great. Sounds like scrimmaging is great. So they're getting work there because the first season we covered the team, they couldn't even do yeah, five think, on five. Yeah, could, yeah, because they had so many injuries. They couldn't even do five on five for yeah. a lot of the season. They had to bring in practice players, which is cool, but at the same time, right. no. And you cannot bring in practice players this season. Because of COVID. Because there's this thing called COVID. Yeah. There's still a thing. Still a thing. But yeah, I I, I just, 
I'm really excited to see this season. Like, I really think that this team is going to shock. I know I said that like 900 times. Okay, so this is, my, this is my question now. So if you're going to play a 32-game season, do you think they can make it to 20 wins now? I think I said they're going to 20 wins at first. I don't think did I ever you? say anything less than 20 wins. I, I thought we said like, did we say 20 and 12? I think we said 20 I, and 12. I, I thought we said like 18 and 14. I we no way we said oh, no that. no 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 I think we said twenty and fourteen based on a thirty four game season but yeah. it's a thirty two game season so in a thirty two game season do you think they can get to twenty wins yeah barring yeah barring injury as long as like everybody stays healthy I so think they're gonna so. win two out of three games essentially yeah. okay I think they can why like why like again I mean depending on how many games Russell, Russell is, Westbrook why not yeah and I like yes. Like, depending on how many games NECA miss and, like, depending on injury, obviously, you know, Christy, mm-hmm. she's older, you know, maintenance and things like that, depending on how many games people miss. But I'm but I'm assuming, but I'm looking at this as them having a healthy season. I think they should win 20 games. And then even still, they won 20 games with worse two years ago. Mm-hmm. They had half the team going most of the time they was winning games. Well, if they win 20 games, you might as well pencil them in for essentially top four. I don't think that they shouldn't be that. Then if they make top four, everybody who's talking all this stuff, they need to again, they like need I to said, say they're sorry. Again, like I, I think the star power. Of, they need to say my bad. Me I, think the, I think the star power of Candace and Chelsea led people to think what they think about that roster, but not mm-hmm. actually examining the actual roster. This like, is my question. Okay, this is my question for you then. If you had your choice of 11 players on this roster and you could still have Candace Parker to make 12. Would you think the team would be better? You had everybody else you want. You got 11 of the 12. So you basically pick everybody you want, but one person and you just put Candace Parker in. Is the team better? I think that this is, this is how I'm going to answer this question. I think that not having Candace, because also I have to see how she plays in Chicago. People go into different situations and play different ways. But I think the way that she played, at least the way I saw her play last year, when she has the ball, she takes other people and puts them. Actually, she takes other people and puts them in different positions, right? So if, like, you are a center, but you're on offense and you're basically playing a point guard spot. Now you're taking your guards and you put them at wing positions. Um, so I'm not saying that, that they would be better or worse. I just think the team dynamic changes a little bit. Also, I think Candace is um, – she holds the ball. I don't think anybody on this team – I don't think they have any ball pounders. Taya pounds the ball a little bit. But I don't, outside of that, I don't think they have any real ball pounders, I don't think, mm-hmm. on this team this year. Candace was somebody who held the ball a lot. Like, obviously, you got great results when she did it because she's one of the best at doing what she does, but she still held the ball a lot. I think you'll have more synergy um, and more movement this season, but I don't think they would be better or worse. I think the team would just be different. I don't think Fish would be able to run his system the same way he wanted to run it with Candace. That's how I answer that. If I could answer my own question, if I could have 11 of these 12 players and then just plug in Candace Parker on this roster and magically I make the salary cap work somehow. I would say the team would be better because with the caveat of I have all of these guards that I didn't have last year, I still have Erica Wheeler. I still have Chrissy Tolliver. 
I'm saying that there's no Chelsea Gray and you got guards like that. Like that's literally what they do is run and gun. Like they would have to do that if Candace Parker was here or there would literally be no point of Christy Tolliver and there would be no point of Erica Wheeler. So I think the team could be better if they had everybody else plus Candace Parker. If I can ask you the same question, if there was no Candace Parker, you have 11 of 12 on this team and Chelsea Gray, would the team be better? Not if she going to shoot the ball the way she shot the ball last year. I agree with that. I agree with that because she's so good with the ball. That you want her to have the ball. You don't take her off the ball. Exactly. And unless you can get playground Chelsea Gray, where they're going to go up and down the court and just run and gun, three out of four possessions, you make the team slower. I you think have less possessions, use, and I, you, I don't think that makes the team better. I think she's best being used, honestly, kind of like how you use Harden. If you have her on the team, you give make, her the Make the whole team around her? Yeah, like you've got her on the team. Like she's so good. She's one of the best isolation players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, She can get – She, well, I think she still shoots what I think was 80-some percent for the free throw line. You're close to 90. Yeah, she's an amazing free throw shooter. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, but but she knows how to get to the line. Yeah. Um, she's a great penetrator. Her handle was great. She could pass. I think if you have her on your team, you give her the ball and let her command the entire offense. Of course, why do you think she's such a great free throw shooter, yet her three-point shot is unorthodox? It's a longer shot. And also it's a lot of times off the dribble. Okay. Like it's hard to do all those moves and then bring it up and get it up as mm-hmm. opposed to you just get the ball, you sitting there, nobody, you just. Right. It's hard. And also she's actually, to me, I think she's honestly a better three-point shooter when she moves back some. The way she shoots, yes. Yeah, Her rainbows are better moves. from far away. Yeah, like yeah, like she's better when she moves she's back. She's a some. deep three-point shooter. Yeah. And we probably could pull up the statistics to back that up if we really yeah. wanted to get get into this the synergy and the shot charts and stuff like that. But yes, she's a really good deep ball shooter. Um and I guess I'll ask for the other two players who are not on the team who were core members last year, would the team be better if Raquana Williams was coming off the bench with not all really. you got going on here? I, I really I don't think so. And with that in mind, like, yeah, I don't you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, there are reports that the Sparks never offered her a contract, but I can understand why if, you know, you're going to have this backcourt of Wheeler and Tolliver and interchange that with Taya Cooper. I and then you got Brittany Sykes to pull into the backcourt too and Sydney Weiss. Got, got enough. I think that they want to do something different. I think they wanted less isolation. Um, mm-hmm. like I don't think anybody on this team really needs to dribble the ball more than two times. Yeah, but you know what though? That's the thing. And even TRP, you know, I'm really looking forward to this season and I want to see this faster pace, this runner gun. But I feel I just don't know why the previous players couldn't play that way. Like if they were in an open gym, Raquana Williams is gonna be getting up and down the court. 
they're in an open gym. Chelsea Gray is going to be getting up and down the court. Same thing for Candace Parker. And same thing gonna, for TRP. Because they're going to so dribble why a lot to get into their so offense. So why couldn't, they, why couldn't they do that last year? They're going to dribble a lot to get into their offense. But why? But if we were playing open gym, they wouldn't be doing that. Yes, they would. Chelsea they would, Gray would be putting She would not be dribbling to get in no offense. She'd be out there hooping. Okay. Yeah, she's going to come down, bink, 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 <laughs> go to the rim. She definitely is Okay, okay. She is She is going to do the same thing. Candace is going to do the same thing. They, they nah, gotta, I, think, I think Raquana take it straight to the cup. In an open gym, she either going to pull up for the three or she's going to take it straight to the cup. Hard. I think Raquana could have did it. But then there goes And, and I've to, seen TRP play open gym. Like, that's how she plays open gym. But yeah, then she takes a little back, bit to get into the rhythm, but like that's what she—that's what she's comfortable doing, like taking it to the rack. But then there goes back to the point of like how interchangeable is Raquana on this roster? Like she's with right. five eight, so it's like I think they wanted people who could play like the one, but then move up to like the three or go mm-hmm. and do things like that. So I think that's why um, she wasn't offered a contract, personally. especially when three of your guards can only play two positions. At best. And like, yeah, technically, Christy Tolliver is at that level where she's a master basketball player where you could put her on the wing and she could play the three just because she knows how to play every single position. But you're still giving yourself a disadvantage. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't again, know. But again, I want one more time. I just like the way this team is constructed. It's no shade to anybody who isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of them had moments in which they were incredible. Clearly, I thought, thought Chelsea Gray was one of the best players in the league 2019. Uh, Candace Parker was probably outside of Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, the best player in the league last season. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that this was about uh, giving Fisher um, the type of team that he wants. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hire the man and you're going to yeah. make the man general manager, if you're going to hire the man, then you got to let him rock with his horses. Yeah. If I'm Chelsea Gray, I'm trying to get 10 assists a game. I'm not even worried about my shot. She, I mean, I feel like when I watched her, she really wasn't even shooting the ball. She wasn't, but what she was doing wasn't leading to assists either. I mean, I think a lot of that's because, like, they going to dribble. I know Liz Liz was getting fouled, and I know that they like to dribble to get their rhythm, but if I'm her, I'm trying to figure out how to get my, my bigs buckets without them having to dribble. If she can figure that out, if she yeah. can get to a point where Asia and Liz, they literally just making layups, Ace is good. The Aces will be Aces will check a box to the semifinal, and then from there we'll see what happens. I think the I think just in general there will be a lot of interesting watches around the league. Like Phoenix, I forgot Kia went to Phoenix. Um, right, I think that's an interesting watch. Um, I think the ace is the obviously interesting watch the sky. Like, I wonder how some of these teams play um, with their new uh, pieces. And, like, I wonder if some of these pieces will change their games a little bit to fit with their new places. The other thing, just like we're saying about the Sparks, Derek Fisher said that, the players have said that, you and I have said that, not only is it going to take time for the Sparks, but it's going to take time for the aces to get used to Chelsea Gray passes. This is going to take time for the sky to get used to playing with Candace Parker, who yeah. knows where everybody should be on the court. And she going to look at you sideways if you're not doing what she thinks you should have done. 
It's also going to be interesting because Vandersloot is so used to having the ball. Right. Vandersloot like, technically averaged 10 assists last year. Like she yeah. averaged 10 assists. So it's like, do you completely take the ball? Like, do you like do you now split time? I think you split it via rotation. Then I fair. think when I think when Sloot is out, then you say, All right, Candace, it's your time. But Candace has got to defer, she got to defer to her point guard. But then also last year, Diamond really wasn't there. Not at all. Right. And right. I think not at all. Like I I want her to have the ball too. I don't yeah, just I've, want her just standing there just waiting to, you know, get yo, a pass. I, I am on the record with saying that the sky had too many players. They had too many rotational pieces, and Gabby Williams removes one, but I still think they may have too many rotational players. Too many players who are starter level players. Yeah. They got about need, eight or nine starters on their team. Who are deserving of the basketball. Right. On top of that. Eight or nine starters and eight or nine offensive starters, too. Yeah. People who they just they just don't start because of defense. Yeah. They're not just like this amazing defender. Like they start because they're all around really good basketball player that could be. They this is my thing. They got about two number one options and about six number two options. And like, how, how are you going to manage that? Yeah. So I think it looks great. James on Wade. Paper. James Wade. If you figure that out, let me know. Yeah, how like are I you think, going to manage six number two options? Yeah, like I think. And don't, it looks- and don't give me the. It can be anybody's night. Nah. It can't be though. Like right. So don't give like, me it really that. Can't be like it. Can't. It. It. No. It. Like things got to run through somebody. Mm-hmm. People have to know what their role is on the team. But the, again, that's why I think this season will be very interesting. This is also why I think the sparks will shock some people, especially in the beginning. Now, yes, yeah. the sky could figure it all out after the Olympic break, and as long as they're in the playoffs, make a run and do what they need to do. But in the beginning. Oh, I'm gonna take some work. Uh, again, also I do not envy them. I do not again, envy this guy. I also just think the Sparks have players that will actually play their position. Like we mm-hmm. know NECA is probably the center or the power forward, whatever it is. That's what she's gonna play. Right. She's gonna play power forward. We know Zowie is gonna be a stretch big. She's gonna be a stretch center. We know she, mm-hmm. we know we 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 know Chanae most likely is gonna be playing center. She's mm-hmm. gonna be an actual center. Mm-hmm. We know Christy gonna be a guard. She's going to be a guard. Erica's going to be a guard. She's going to be a guard. Brittany mm-hmm. is going to be a wing, a guard, but, like, it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. many times. Like, Taya is going to be a point guard. She's not going to be a two guard. She's going to be the point guard off the bench that comes in and try to just studies the game. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, she's going to play the consummate backup point guard role. If I gave you a six-point lead, when I take you out, do not hand me back down <laughs> eight. Mm-hmm. If I give you a six-point lead, give me a four-point lead, or mm-hmm. give me a 10-point lead. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she'll do. I just think that their roster makes sense. And everybody you named is a ball handler, too. Yeah. Even Sykes can handle the ball. Sykes has a nice handle. She, does. she can handle the ball. She's comfortable with the ball. Sydney Weiss is clearly, we've been watching her for three years now. She's clearly comfortable bringing the ball up the court. You're not going to bother Sydney Weiss bringing the ball up the court. You may not love her, but they do, and she can bring the ball up to court. So that's not an issue. And it's not a have Sidney Weiss play point guard and do it every single time, but it's just the point of this time I get to come up the court and not have to worry about bringing the ball to court. That is a relief. 
that was a relief in 2019 to Chelsea Gray. And that was the relief that Christy Tolliver was going to provide in 2020, which didn't happen for the document reasons of her opting out of the Wubble, which was her right. Yeah. So we haven't seen anybody opt out of this season. Obviously, we have some people who are coming from overseas in on various teams. We have some people who are still recovering from injuries, but pretty much everybody, barring like Gabby Williams and possibly Emma Misaman and maybe like Julie Aleman, like barring like a couple players, like everybody else about to play. At some point in the season, especially after the Olympics, barring injuries. Everybody would be out there hooping. That August and September, that's going to be fire because the whole world's eyes will be on the WNBA because they will have just watched Team USA win gold. I'm going to go ahead and claim it now, write it down, book it. I, mean, I, don't, I, hope we win. I don't even care who what 12 they put on. Now, I can't speak for the men's team, but I can speak for the women's team. They're going to win gold because they're going to have players like NECA and Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart and maybe Deladon if she's healthy and Skylar Diggins, if she makes the roster, Chelsea Gray, like they probably have ballers. Brittany Griner, if she wants to play. In 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 basketball, men and women's, we should always consistently win gold. And if we don't, it is a disappointment. This is America. <laughs> this is America. Because one thing t- we do is play basketball. Look, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna guarantee three goals right now. Men's basketball, women's basketball, and the USA track and field men's four by one. We that good? Four, four, four by four, two. We that good? If those four events, yes. Should be. If those four events don't win gold, something's wrong. I'll take your word for it. If we don't win gold in those relays, it's because we ain't show up. Take your word for it. Or, but, or, we, or we drop the stick like they like to do. But that's another conversation. Yeah. But let's get ready to wrap it up. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm I'm excited for the season. Um, next time we we reconvene with you guys, there will be actual, for real, for real, WNBA basketball play that we can discuss and talk about. And, uh, yeah, man, last words, John. Yeah, we can also discuss this 12 roster because we can also this will be interesting. This will show – if Derek Fisher is really committed to not only thinking about today, tomorrow, next month, but also next year and the year after, or if he's like, man, I got to win right now. Cause yeah. if he feels like he has to win right now, this roster may look a little different. Yeah. Because when we first went down this, you were like, I want Nia Coffee and Bria Holmes on my roster. Okay. The thing is, I thought you said Maria within the. No, first- I'm saying that's valid. I have no problem with that. I'm not yeah. against anybody who wants to tell me Nia Coffey should be on this roster. I wish she could. And if there's some magic way she can be, let it happen. I don't know if it can happen. Yeah. I don't think it will happen, but it dang sure wasn't going to happen when Stephanie Watts was still in the mix. What does it look like? You cutting your first round pick. Come on now. You ain't trying to do I know teams do that, but you're not trying to do that. And I think it's also good business to put your first round pick in a situation where she can make a roster and stick in the league. That's good business. 
and you got an asset, a quality player. Right. You got an asset and that's good business. Like you want to be known as somebody who's going to treat your players right. Yeah. Especially since people may think, well, not people. Otherwise. I don't I don't think players think it, but you know, there's that idea. There's this thing around the media that that Fish and Candace didn't get along. Right. And then when she left, people think, oh, she left because she didn't like Fish. Completely forgetting that maybe she's wanting to go back to Chicago, bro. Like she is from Naperville. Right. Maybe she, she just want to go for home. She just want to eat Portillo's. Maybe, maybe she want to go to Giordano's. Yeah. She want to go to Harold's, the actual Harold's, not the one that's yep. in Hollywood, the real Harold's, not the one that's in Hollywood charging $20 for a whole six piece. The real prices. She want to go to Sharks. You know, she want to go to Gibson's. $20 for six pieces of chicken? No, nah, literally. They will charge you like $18, $20 for a six piece wing. At the Harrods in Hollywood. Why do you wait, 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 wings? I thought you at least meant like six of the eight pieces of the actual chicken. No, wings. Six. I mean, they the whole wings, but still, like, it don't make sense. Three dollars per wing. Yeah. Mm -mm. She want to go get the real Harrods. Six piece, eight dollars. Look, I'd have left just because of that. If Harrods was my thing, I'd have left just because of that. I'm not about to pay three dollars for no chicken wing. Like for uh, a whole chicken wing, and it's in Hollywood. It's time I'm not, to go. I'm not about to pay three dollars for no Hollywood chicken wing. <laughs> nah, man, I gotta go to South LA. Something, man. No, I gotta go to uh, Louisiana fried chicken. I'm just gonna have to call it a day and go to Popeyes. Cause I'm not about to Facts. pay three dollars for no whole chicken wing. Facts. <laughs> nah, bro. Mm -mm. Whole Foods, Traders, all these places sponsor us. Cause no, anybody who wants to sponsor us, I'm not ashamed of it. Sponsor us with some chicken. And I and money and money. We will eat the and chicken money. and the money. Vegan chicken, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah. All right. So yo, looking forward to this season. Friday's the first game. It'll be interesting to see how they do with a full active roster. And I'm also looking forward to see what essentially close to a full active roster looks like for the wing. I want to see what this number one pick looking like. I want to see what this Charlie Collier looking like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She had all that hype. She was basically deemed to be the number one pick before the draft even started. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because they had promos for the draft. They did have and it promos. was only Charlie Collier. Was only they had no other player. <laughs> Nobody that. else was promo but Charlie Collier. Yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like Moses in the stone. So let it be written. So let it be done. Charlie Collier was the number one pick. And she's about to come to LA. And get her welcome to the league moment. I want to see it. And we'll be there. We'll be there. So I appreciate you. Yo, I know we didn't get a chance to do the song at the game. I know that we're going to work on that. We're going to do it. DJ Malski owes me since I played in the trivia game and slightly apparently embarrassed myself. You but I also you definitely did lose. I lost, but I lost, but I won. You know why? Wow. Because my host won in arena host. Shout out to Ari. Your host won in arena host. Yes, it was a competition for who was going to be the Sparks in arena host. That. So the lady who hosted my Q&A, oh, okay. she, she won. won. Oh. So therefore, I won. It was all a part of my plan. Thank you. I wanted my person to win. So I, I gave those answers. And that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Fair. Pappy, what you working on? Give, give us your plug. Uh, songs about women out right now. Make sure y'all go uh check that out. Um, there will be a new hoops and rules episode coming soon. Um, like tomorrow soon. 
Uh, but yeah, songs about women. Songs, songs about women. Make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, What's the hoops and brews topic? What y'all talking? Y'all breaking down this playoff? Yeah, Oof. man. We gonna we gonna we gonna break down if the uh, Lakers gonna even make the playoffs. Well, they gonna make the play-ins. Yeah, but I don't mean they gonna make the playoffs. Wait, aren't the play-ins the playoffs? Not exactly. No, not yeah. to me. Okay, so basically, you have to make. Yes, I agree with you because if you don't make the actual playoffs, then you can make the lottery. Yes. So yes, if you are in the NBA lottery, you are not in the playoffs. I agree with that. Yes. So yeah. But yeah, songs about women out right now. Make sure y'all go check that out. Every right. streaming service you can get it on. Go okay, get it. yeah. You can check out my work on winsider.com. Also follow me on Twitter at John W. Davis. All right, y'all. It's been the Spark Report. John W. Davis of Pavy. Peace. <laughs>